This podcast is brought to you in association with Wednesday Picks, the free-to-play game where you can bag yourself a share of £1,000 just by answering a few questions based on our upcoming fixture. Just head to the iOS App Store or the Google Play Store to download the app and enter your predictions. You have to be over 18 to play. Please play responsibly and be gambleaware.org. Hi guys, this is Chris Lyons. I'm Gerald Sabon. Marcus Hudgay. David Lucas. I'm Glenn Lovens. I'm Daniel Pidil. And I love listening to Wednesday. Till I die podcast. So today we've got a player who not only recently stopped playing for Wednesday, also played for Czech Republic internationally. Uh, and he was much loved by the Wednesday fans and um, with great respect with a lot of Wednesday fans that tried to get him on the podcast. Um, 82% of the votes, it's Daniel Pudil. How are you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you. Good, good. So start, we'll, to start off, we'll start off with James. Uh, James likes to start off with the start of the careers and things like that, so I'll leave it over to you, James. Yeah, so Daniel, when you, when you were younger, um, you know, did, did you always want to be a footballer? Is that, is that something that you always, always wanted to be? And, and, and kind of how did it come about, you know, signing for your, for your first club? Uh, be honest, I think I didn't have any choice because my family or my grandparents and my uncle, they used to play football as well. So since obviously the beginning, uh, when I was three or four years old, I used to play football with them and I didn't have my choice, to be honest. But uh, it was my choice as well because I like the football, I like the ball all the time. So uh, yeah, I was... I was uh, Happy obviously to, to play the football since I was four and I could walk and, and kick the ball around the, the house. Yeah. So obviously you you signed your first you know professional contract. Who, who was who was that with again? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure you're gonna know that club. Obviously it was a small club in the Czech uh, called uh, Bershani. And uh, I don't know if obviously you know Peter Czech. So Peter Czech used to play for that club as well in the beginning of his career. So okay, I I joined that club and I was nearly 18, uh, signed my first uh, contract over there, played six months there, played a couple of games. And after that six months, uh, well, like biggest, no, not the biggest club, but one of the big clubs in the Czech, Slovan uh, One Liberate, they offered me, obviously, the contract over there and I, I joined uh, the Liberate. Yeah, I mean, was that, a, was that quite an easy decision to, uh, to go to that club then? I'm guessing it didn't take much time to make your decision. Obviously, it was easy decision because that obviously the Bershani was a small club and they used to be always like in the bottom of the league and they had been always fighting to stay in the in the in the first league. So when I get uh, this offer, I've not been thinking that uh, that long. So I took that big chance and I went over there, signed the deal for I think four years. Obviously, because I've been still young, the first year over there was quite hard for me. I've been playing for the B team and just had a few games with the first team. But uh, the second season, I've been playing regularly. I played 95% of the of the games, and we won the championship that time. Daniel, can I ask you a question? Just just going on to that, um, I haven't got. I didn't originally think about saying anything like this, but now you talk about when you played in the Czech Republic, you played for one of the big teams, etc. In in England, as an as an English person. Like when you when we was younger and we everyone wants to be a footballer like like you know when what you sort of you never think about playing in 
that with all due respect, you don't think about playing in Czech Republic or playing for the another country. Or you, you you dream about as a kid playing for Sheffield Wednesday as a fan, and then Man United. You know, in Czech Republic, is it, is it sort of drilled in your head that you, you do, not only you want to play football, but you want to you want to be big and you want to move to England because that's where the Premier League is and things like that? Or is it just firstly in your mentality you just want to play in Czech Republic and play for a club in Czech Republic? I think it depends on the obviously each of the players. Uh... Obviously, when I was 16, I, I like my agent. Obviously, I, I had my agent who helps me a lot, and we obviously decided to make like easy and small steps. We didn't always we didn't want to go like the the big steps straight away. We would like to obviously play the first the first league in the Czech, make the few steps, play for a small club, then go for the bigger club. And obviously, if there is the chance yeah. to go abroad, uh, obviously the, it's great. It's for for all of the players should be there to go with the abroad from the Czech Republic, no? Obviously, if you play in the if you play straight away in the championship or the England, obviously the Premier League and Championship is one of the best leagues in the world. So you don't have to move from the UK. Basically yeah. this is one of the best yeah. leagues, so you are done. No, not done, but I mean this is what you would like to do and that's perfect. But if you are a player in the Czech, then obviously you would like to go abroad and uh, play with the best players in the world, no? Yeah, I mean, after uh, after that, you made the move uh, to Holland, didn't you? And played for was it Genk? You played yeah, quite a the, few Belgium, Belgium. Oh, Belgium. Sorry, yes. Um, I mean, Belgium. How how did how did that uh, move come about? Uh, 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 I think I had been playing for Slavia Prague the year before I moved to the Belgium. So I moved from Liberec to the Slavia. I went there for a loan. Uh, we play the Champions League. Uh, we won the championship that year as well. And okay. uh, I had a chance to sign for, I think, for Slavia Prague after that because I've been on loan there from Liberec. But Slavia Prague didn't want me then the time. So I moved back to Liberec, had a little preseason over there. But in a few weeks, I got the offer from two clubs. One of them was uh, the gang uh, in the Belgium and the other, another one was uh, the Regina from Italy. Okay. So I had so big club, big clubs then. Yeah, it was big clubs. Yeah, I have been 22 that time or 22, 23 that time, and uh, we obviously I had two choices. So I didn't know where to go first. So first of all, I went to the Italy. I have been there. I have been checking all the facilities. Uh, I have been checking the obviously the city and the people around, but. I have not felt that great over there. I don't know why. I cannot describe why. I have not been, my feeling was not, not, not bad because of the facilities, but just my feeling was that I would not feel right there. So we flew over to the Belgium, had a meeting with the, with the manager over there, uh, with the owner and everything looks great. So I decided to sign for the gang and won what this was obviously probably that the best uh, decision for my life. Fast forward uh, a, f- a few years, and then you, you came over to came over to the UK and, and, you know, and signed for Watford. I think you was on loan for a season before you before you came over. I mean, was it always? I know we've already touched on it, but was it always your dream to to play in uh, in the UK and and you know play in the English leagues? Yeah, yeah. Uh, as soon as you are getting like like. Uh, professional football player and I signed first the obviously profit contract in the first league over here in the Czech so after that you had like some kind of ambition where will you would like to play 
after a couple of years. And there was the, there was the, it's a nice story because when I was 21, uh, I went to the UK and I had uh, like, like trial at the Watford that time. Yeah. Well, so yeah, I just went yeah. there for, yeah, I was, was unbelievable. I went there just to have a, like a couple of, uh, like the trial, a couple of uh, sessions. Uh, they would like to sign me, but I was. Was it not time. scary? Was, was, was it scary? Because, like you say, you didn't you didn't just sort of go signing a contract. You sort of went by yourself, twenty one year old, and if it didn't work, you're in a different country and you don't speak the language that well or whatever at that age. Was it not scary doing that? Yeah, obviously it was obviously it was scary because that time I couldn't even speak, so it was quite was quite hard. It was before I moved to the Belgium, so it was really really scary for me. Right. But my agent told me, listen, let's let's. Let's fly over there because I, I know a few friends over there. You can have a trial. You can see how everything looks like everyone is working hard over there. Obviously, it's different world if you, if you play in the Czech League and you go to the championship over there or the Premier League at the time. I think they have been in the Premier League at the time, maybe. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. So, so you, you can, yeah. So you can see, obviously, the, the difference between Czech and the, and the UK. So, okay. So I have been there for the trial. Move back to the Czech, sign for the Belgium, and then obviously move uh, move to the Watford. But the Watford was was on the loan because I moved from Belgium to Granada. I signed a deal at the Granada for five and a half year. Right. They me, yeah, they sent me on the loan to the Cesena in Italy for six months, and after those six months, I joined the Watford. So, yeah. And when you went when you went to Watford, you. You was at Watford a few years, so how many managers at Watford did you have? About seven hundred. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Yeah. They, I know they went through a lot of managers, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, that was the year where we had a lot of managers because I think the Zola left. Then we have got the Pepe Sani, or Sanini. I think another Italian guy. Then I think it was the Spanish Spanish manager. I think. Uh, I cannot. I don't remember his name, but he came from Brighton. Was the, I think, the, old, the old, it was the old Everton managers, oh, weren't they? Is there, weren't they? What he went to Everton? No, what were you called now? No, I think there was another one before that, and he had some kind of a trouble with his heart. So after a week, he left. Oh yeah. And then we got then we got another one. So <laughs> in the one year, we had like six or seven managers in uh, I don't know four or yeah, four or five months. So it was crazy, but. Uh, the time in the Watford was really great. Yeah, uh, just a nice uh, memories from uh, from this uh, this those years, and hopefully the people still uh, remember me there. We have a new podcast ready for you to download and listen to each and every Monday. So make sure you subscribe, and you'll never miss an episode. Episode. Um, where Sheffield Wednesday fans, me and James, obviously were massive fans, and all you're going to say, Daniel, is that you love us or whatever. But I think we, it's we also we know you're not lying when you say it because it's, it's sort of your home, isn't it? It really is your home now. So I don't want to. Basically, when you've signed for Sheffield Wednesday, now you've got a girlfriend. Is she from Sheffield as well? You you you, you proposed to. Congratulations, by the way. Yeah, thank um, you, thank I you. Just seen you yeah, you've congratulations. And you've got um, how many kids? Four, five, six kids. How many is it? Uh, obviously, she's having two from her previous uh, uh, um, marriage. Uh, I have two from mine, yeah. and now we have one together. So all together, we are having five. Right. Kids, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so it's fair to say it's fair to say that you you really felt at home when you came to Sheffield. <laughs> In more than one way, you got you, you got your girlfriend, your wife, more kids, and um, obviously. Sheffield Wednesday as well. But when you came to Sheffield Wednesday, obviously it helped at the time with Fernando for area. 
because obviously you were close and you were at Watford together or whatever. But can you just describe like when you came to Sheffield Wednesday? Because I know you came on loan originally. Can you describe like when you came here? One Sheffield Wednesday fan that would say, if you mention your name, Daniel Puddill, that will say, "Oh yeah, he had some bad games." Like it was all you're always solid. You was always you was never. If he wasn't in the team, like, you know, at the minute, I, I know I was speaking to you on WhatsApp yesterday and we were saying what's going off with the scores and things like this. And you know, right now, if I ask you who plays left back, you would say three different players. Last season, four different players. But when you was at Sheffield Wednesday, it was Daniel Padil. Do you know what I mean? You was left back. And if you was injured, then we have to put reach there or this or that. You was a solid, solid player for us. So do you think when you came over and you, you just started so well, it just felt like home straight away. You just, the fans loved you. You loved playing in front of the fans. Did you just really take to it straight away? Uh, yeah, obviously when we, when I came over there, uh, Sheffield Wednesday was in the trouble. I know last couple of years, obviously they have been always struggling, being obviously bottom of the league. And the time when we came over with Fernando, then another place came over as well was obviously Barry Banana, Rose Bullies, and another place that was, has been coming over because it was a new owner and he would like to build a new team. The new manager came and yep. obviously we needed, we needed time as well to set, set down a little bit, obviously, because if you have the new place, it always needs the time to obviously to work it out, everything. But to be honest, after a couple of games, I think we settled well, everyone, and we start to play the nice games, nice football, and we dominate and Obviously, the the fans loved it, uh, and obviously we have been doing every everything what we what we could do that time. Obviously, you can play the bad bad game. Everyone can play the bad game. No, we are we are just a human, so you can make the error. That's absolutely fine. But we have been sticking uh, behind each other, so we help each other, and that was the the team spirit who obviously lift us up. And obviously, we end up in the final just. Unlucky we lost that last game of the season. Otherwise, yeah. would be the the perfect uh, perfect season over a year. James, I want to say this for you just before you say it because uh, James, basically Daniel, on our podcast every week, James always mentions and he hits the nail on the head because what he says in the, in the podcast, James will talk about uh, Barry Bannon and how he has to play so much more now and how he has to come deep and pick the ball up and he's always under pressure basically at the minute and he, do you think that's because you know at the time when he was playing with Barry Bannon at Sheffield Wednesday we all know how good he is but when Barry Bannon was playing at Sheffield Wednesday in your time we had Stephen Fletcher Lucas Jow Gary Hooper Forrest Dieri then we had you were left back we had Sam Hutchinson at his best in his career as centre midfield we had Ross Wallace we, we had all these players that if Barry Bannon didn't play the best then it wasn't so recognisable but at the minute because with no disrespect to the players at Hillsborough at the minute at the minute we don't have the strikers we had there and we don't have the team we had at, right now so when Barry Bannon makes a mistake it's sort of you see it more because he's the best player and he, he's, he, needs to, he needs to perform every week because if he doesn't then the team will probably lose because we need him at his best uh, yeah I think you are obviously right that uh, that time if obviously I would say Barry didn't have a great game, there was someone else who can pick his position, like Rose yeah. Wallace or Sam or Oscar yep. Rich or whoever has been that time on the page. So we knew if one is not having the great game, obviously we can lift him up or someone else is gonna take that position yep. and we're gonna we're gonna win that game anyway. So obviously we have been playing as a team and even those players who has been on the bench that time and have been not involved in the game. And they came for the last 10, 15 minutes. They always yep. make the difference. They always yeah, yeah. help us. They always score the goals. I think so. That's why we have been 
I think great that that year or maybe two years. So those two years where I've been playing there, the first two years I've been playing there was really great. Great. They always dominate and we have been scoring the goals and playing nice football. Yep. Yeah, I mean, like you just touched on it. You know, when when you came over, were you and Fernando Forestieri good friends then before you came to Sheffield Wednesday? Uh, we have been yeah, we have been friends, but obviously with Fernando it's quite uh, difficult because his English was not I don't want to say bad, but it was quite difficult to talk to him sometimes. It so was bad. It was bad. <laughs> when that time when we had been playing together at the Watford, there were so many Italian players or Spanish players, so he could speak to them in his own language. So he didn't care that was, much. Was that because the, of Udinese? Was that yeah, because exactly, of the other yeah, Udinese? Yeah, it's a feeder club. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because the owner had the Udinese and the Granada in the Spain, so he had, they had like two or three clubs. Yeah. Because like the family, they had the, they had the clubs around uh, in Spain and Italy. So when Fernando came to the Watford, obviously he knew he he doesn't need the English because there were so many Italian or Spanish players, and he could speak yeah. to them in his own language. So obviously they had been friends, but we we couldn't com- yeah. communicate that much because he couldn't <laughs> he couldn't speak yeah. uh, English that uh, that much at the time, but. Uh, uh, he's a great uh, guy. He's he's a great player as well. You could see that when we, when he came over, obviously he made the difference. I'm not the player who, who can make massive massive difference, but I will always give the the shift up and down, and obviously yeah. be 100 percent ready. But this is this is what you need in the team. You need someone who's gonna run up and down, make the tackle. Like obviously maybe Sam Hutchinson as well. Now he can be there. Obviously he's gonna make the make the tackle. He's gonna. He's gonna get the ball. He's gonna give the ball to someone else, and the other one gonna score or make the assist or set the goal. This is the that's that, that's what you need in the team. So when you were playing, it looked like everyone's everyone got on well with each other, and everyone there was like a good team morale. Would you say that was true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what I say. I think we have been great, great uh, group of the players. Uh, we could go out after the game as well, so we can have a fun. Even if you are not involved in the game. You could go out as well. So we have a great team. No, no one was like, obviously, I'm not playing now, so I'm not part of the team. No, they have been always like, like the team. Even if you are, if you have been on the bench or stand, have been always ready to play. And we knew, we knew that we had, I don't know, 25 players who could play the time. So sometimes we swap the team, and even the players who yeah. were on the bench and, and came in, they obviously win the game. You, you, you're, you're a Wednesday fan now, aren't you? Let's just, you're like, when I were talking to you yesterday on WhatsApp, when you, you were looking at the scores and yeah, it's 2 1, it's 3 1 now and whatever. Do, do you think, like, now, if Barry Bannon, your honest opinion, if Barry Bannon was to leave this club in the summer, for example, do you think it would be a massive loss in the changing room? Because we don't know what happens in the changing room, but you know now, Wednesday are in a relegation battle and you know now at half time or in the changing room when, when everyone's in training in the week and you've got players on loan and younger players players or whatever do you, do you think he's just going to be massive in that changing room to staying up for Wednesday do you think we need him at the club I think it's going to be a lose for every club where Barry Bannon is going to leave the club I think he's one of the best players of the, uh, of the league so obviously if he's going to leave the yes, club it's going to be massive impact for them so hopefully he's going to stay and obviously he's going to help the, help the team and the club to stay in the championship Besides, I'm not worried about, about it that much. I think he's going to stay there. I'm not worried about the club. I think, to be honest, if you, if you check the squad, then I think they have the good players. I think they have to just need to be maybe two, three games in a row and everything's going to be all right. But it's not, it's always in the head now. Obviously, they're going to be thinking about it. They are in the bottom of the league and they know they are closer and closer end of the season and they have to get 
up as soon as possible because if you're going to go five day five games before the end of the season I'm going to be still at the at that zone it's going to be in your head and you're going to know yeah of course we have to win now if you yeah. if you lose now and can you and can you there. tell us about Chan Siri Daniel, can you tell us about Chancery? Because on the internet, over Twitter, it's so much rubbish now about oh, this and that and the chairman this, the chairman that. I, I, I feel a bit sorry for him because I know how much he's tried, but you know him as uh, from playing at Sheffield Wednesday. Can you can you say honest opinion that you know he wants the best interest for the club and he's just, yeah, yeah he might make mistakes, but Chancery just wants the Premier League like, like the fans do. He doesn't want to hurt the club. Oh, yeah. Be honest, I think he wants that. That's why he joined the club. And if you're gonna see, I don't those two years that I have been there, or those first two years when I have been there, and everyone loves him. now. obviously, he brought the players, he paid yeah. the wages, he did this and that. So everyone has been happy that time. Obviously, now the people maybe, obviously because something is going wrong, so the people might be thinking about I don't know what is going on in the club. This I'm not. I, I cannot yeah. say much about him because I have not seen him. Uh, many times to be honest because he has not been in the club that much obviously he just watched the game then he flew away but uh, yeah. I think he is doing the best what he can do obviously but let's hope everything's going to be alright end of the season the guys going to stay in the championship and they can start again in the in the summer now um, obviously when you was there it was Carlos Cavalier. Uh for, for us Wednesday yeah, night, Carlos. It, was, it was a massive change for Carlos to come in obviously with you know the first like foreign manager that we'd, that we'd had and a relative unknown, really. We didn't really know much about him. What, what was it like to play uh, under Carlos? What was he like as a person uh, on the training pitch and everything? He was a nice person. Obviously, he chose me to, to join the club and uh, I was happy to play under him because he was all, he was tried to be always positive. Obviously, he tried to help the, the guys and obviously stay, stay behind your back. And even if you, if you make some kind of errors, he obviously tried to lift you up because obviously he knows you didn't mean it and you didn't want to make any errors, but, uh, maybe it was a mistake. Then he, then he left the club. I think he, if he, if he stays there, we might be obviously not, not us, but the Sheffield Wednesday might be somewhere else. Uh, but yeah, about the future right now, obviously, because they are in the big trouble. But yeah, he was an, he was a nice guy. I still keep a little bit touch with him and, uh, yeah, it was, was my pleasure to play under him. Myself and Jamie bring this podcast to you because we're both passionate Wednesday eyes, but it doesn't come without a cost. Now, we're not doing this to get rich, but for less than the cost of a match day pie and a pint, you can help support the podcast. By becoming a patron, you'll be helping with the hosting costs, as well as allowing us to purchase new equipment to further enhance the listening experience and allow us to continue producing this podcast for you each and every week. Just go to patreon.com forward slash WTID pod to become a patron of the podcast. Now, we don't want it to make you feel like you have to, but your support is genuinely appreciated. So thank you. I mean, there was some quite some uh, characters in that in that side. I mean, I think back to um, Ross Wallace when he when he scored that goal against Brighton. Um, and then Nando runs over runs over to him and, and tells him that you know that he's offside yeah. and what have you, and everyone's having a joke. And then that yeah. thing was Ross Wallace. Uh, we were playing in Huddersfield at the time, where the Huddersfield player, I think it was actually Kachunga, who uh, got yeah, the goal. Yeah, he, he, he took away <laughs> that note. Yeah. I mean, was 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 it like that in training? Was everyone always joking around and having you know playing pranks on each other? And yeah, it was all the time. Yeah, it was some kind of uh, jokes. Was, uh, who as well, Rose Bullies, Barry Bannon, yeah. uh, Lucas as well. So I think that's why we had the, like, we had the fun and jokes uh, in the session and in the practice. 
and in the game that we play well because we have been good friends and we stick behind each other. So it was, it was always good atmosphere. Even when we lost the, honestly, let's say we're going to lose one game, but the next game we knew we're going to stick together. We're going to go again because obviously it can happen. You can lose the game, but you have to respond to the, the another game. And I think we always uh, done this. I mean, do you, obviously, we we had that you know such a good season. Obviously, got to the play, uh, playoff final and everything, and then and I, I know we got to the playoffs the next season, and it kind of fell apart after after that. Do you th- do you think? I mean, from a fans' perspective, I, I, I thought that we kind of didn't really have a, a, a plan B, and it was only the you know we only played one way. Was would you think that was fair to say, or or do you just think things just didn't quite work out in that in that like third season? Obviously, we had the injuries, then we had the new managers, and. We tried to play a new formation, and for me as well, I think the I think the teams that came to Hillsborough and came to players because we'd had such good success in the two years previously, they kind of came and just def- and just defended, and we didn't really have a. It was hard for us to, to to kind of break those teams down. Yeah, maybe as well. Yeah, and and other way as well. I was a little bit like obviously feeling from the from the fans as well. Obviously, they first two years we did well, so obviously the third season they expect the same way as well. So we they obviously think straight away we're gonna go and we're gonna win uh, every single game and and we're gonna just obviously beat everyone. I say I know this is the the way they would like to see us, and I say but sometimes it's not uh, it's not possible. So you can lose the game, you can lose another game, you can lose yeah. three games in a row, <clears throat> but. We would like to see them obviously to be always behind us. Obviously, they have been the first year when I came. They have been always. They stick behind us as well. They help us. They always support us. And I just felt after the maybe the obviously two years or the yeah, maybe the third season when we lost the first game or two games, they have been a little bit like disappointing. Yeah. I know I, I get it. It's yeah. fine. But it was obviously they from because obviously they they see us <laughs> like first two season like we are on the nearly on top of the league. They were to see yeah. there. So you expected, expected the, yeah, all the yeah, time yeah, then. Yeah. yeah, so the expectation from them was really high straight away. I get it, it's fine because obviously they would like to see us be first or go to the Premier League. Everyone would like to be in the Premier League. But yeah, maybe the the, the expectation was too high that uh, that season. As a player, do you, do you feel that pressure then? Do you, do you, do you, when you're playing, do you kind of feel like yourself? Yeah, obviously you feel that... Uh, the pressure and you can feel that from the from the fans you can feel that when you maybe lose the uh, lose the game or you miss the pass or you miss the chance you can you can feel that and i think i said that a couple of times after after the game when we lost or whatever i i told to the newspaper we need them behind or say we need them to help us we know we are not losing the the yep. game in the purpose on so purpose yeah exactly there, exactly yeah to stay to stick with us and just help us or say we we, we when we lost the game, we had been disappointing as well. We had been sitting in the changing room. We knew that we did bad or the, the game wasn't great. But obviously, if you have friends maybe behind you a little bit more, you're gonna, this is gonna give you the, the, the lift and maybe you're gonna be, you're gonna be, you're gonna be play like, like, what's it, like a little bit freedom. Like how we did the yeah, first, first year because no one expected anything from us the first year when I came. So no one expected yeah. anything. And we start to win in the game and you can see, well, in the beginning of the season when I came was, 18,000 people at the stand. Then after two weeks was 22. Then was 28. Then yep. we played Arsenal in the FA Cup and was 36,000 yeah. people. So you can see <coughs> that like they have been enjoying that year as well because they didn't expect that much, but they came to support us. You just you just I think was the Arsenal game uh, there, Daniel. I just want to I just want to say that that first goal where when Ross Wallace uh, scores. 
did did when you were running down that left hand side? Did, did you see Ross Wallace? Did you know he was there when you pulled it across? Because for yeah, me, yeah. it was absolutely inch perfect pass. And uh, yeah, did, did you know? Did you did you just know he was going to be there? Yeah, or, or did it, like hold that uh, that action when uh, obviously I won the header and then someone set the ball for the Barry Ben and I already was on the overlapping. I knew he gonna play the ball over there. This was that obviously we knew each other already, so we knew I knew what's gonna happen. So I had been already make the overlap a couple of seconds before the ball even came. Yeah. And when the ball go over, obviously I had still a chance, I don't know, I don't know, another two, three seconds maybe before I passed the ball. So I saw the Ross Wallace, he was coming from far away from obviously his right <laughs> winger. So I saw him, he's going for the for the eighteen yard box for the obviously for the shot. So I just tried to obviously place the ball there, but I hit it so nicely. So the ball goes a little on the on, on the grass. So like like nicely to him. And obviously he hit it well and and scored a, scored a great goal. Yeah, it's fantastic. Before we talk about Arsenal, before we talk about Arsenal and, and the Brighton game in, in a playoffs and whatever, I, I just want to talk about before, Daniel, because, the, you know, the first memory I have of you, personally, my first memory I have of you, because I went to this game, I don't know whether you remember it, but it was Cardiff away and you scored. And it was one of the best goals we scored. The build-up was incredible. We played in the white shirt. It was a big build-up. And then it came across to you in the area and you sort of hit it. You, you struck it well, but it went straight at the keeper, if you remember, in the middle of the net, but it hit his legs and then hit the side netting. Can you remember that goal? Yeah, yeah, I remember. I nearly missed that, uh, the chance. Yeah. It, was the, it was a great <laughs> great play from a guy. So I would say they set the ball great for me. And up, I, yeah. I, I, I nearly missed it. So yeah, I was glad to go through the... Or I don't know if it was through the legs, so I hit the legs of the keeper and go in. So, yeah. Was was a great, uh, great, uh, and, then the, the, and then there was QPR, QPR away as well. I was there when you scored that one. Well, the header. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it was another one. Yeah, and it was. Yeah, it was not. Yeah, there was it was just tapping. It was 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 not that difficult. To be honest, it was just from a couple of yards of the from the net. So it was. It would be dif- it would be difficult with me with my belly hanging out. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> if we talk about him. If we talk about Arsenal, going to the Arsenal game, before we talk about the playoffs, we spoke with Leuven's, um a few, well, a week ago or so. And he was saying the same as you, Daniel. He said when he came, he was, he was coming to help. And he was thinking, right, looking at the defence, he was thinking, what's going off? It's, it's a shambles sort of thing. And, and he didn't expect to be where he was, sort of like you was. But when you came, and then you see... You, you, we just we start getting better and we get to the playoffs, etc. Like that that game against Arsenal, the fans. Like, what, what was it like playing in front of like in front of Arsenal? And then moving on to Brighton when it was in the playoffs with the touches on the phones. Like, how was it playing in such an amazing atmosphere? Because I don't think we'll ever see that again. And all the commentators today will all talk about it about the the time at Hillsborough with the playoffs and the lights and this. What was it like? Could you, what was it like? Just did it make your hair stand up? Like Glenn was telling us the other day. Be honest, uh, every single play, uh, every single game I have been playing from the fans, like the uh, in the Hillsborough. Uh, let's say the first even I came after a couple of games when we start to play well and the people obviously. Uh, join us at the stand. So every single time I walk from the tunnel and they have been starting the singing that obviously the song, uh, I had the goosebumps and everything every single time it was absolutely <laughs> amazing to see Good. the people to, uh, enjoying the, obviously the, the game and they have been singing everything. So it was absolutely amazing. And they have been amazing whole, obviously those last like, two years or three years have been there. And we, we felt they have been always nice to me every single time after the game or even if I've been out, uh, to have a beer or be with, with the family, 
they always came and asked me for the picture and asked me for the, the signature. So, yeah, it was absolutely amazing. And especially those two games against the Arsenal and uh, the Brighton home Brighton. was one of the best uh, game I have been playing, I've been involved. It, it, it was just a special away from home, wasn't it? At Brighton away, because obviously it was 1-1. But to me, it felt like a 4-0 win because of how much... The, it was basically the first 20 minutes, it was... It was Brighton versus Sheffield Wednesday defence and Kieran Westwood, wasn't it? That's what it was like until we got the lucky goal. And then we just sort of, it, we did, we did, when we got that goal to make it 1-1, no worries then. I just knew they wasn't going to score. I think that's how it felt. But then after the match, celebrating that memorable photo of all the players laid down and you're in it yourself with all the fans behind them. And it was just, it was just a brilliant feeling. It was like we was meant, meant to go up that season, wasn't it? It was like it was meant to be. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you are right. Uh, the first 20 minutes or I don't 50 minutes, we were under pressure. They had so many shots. Uh, they had the free kicks. They, they scored the goals. They had so many chances. Obviously, uh, Kieran helped us, uh, had a few good saves. And uh, as soon as we scored, uh, obviously, the equalizer, then from that time, I think it was done for them. Because from that time, we obviously we played football as well. We kept the ball. But I think it was more like the was in their head because obviously they, they have been one nil up, they, they could score another two or three goals, they didn't, the equalizer at that time they had been down and, and they couldn't do anything uh, that, uh, that from, from that game. And yeah, how you said that the celebration after the game was absolutely amazing. Yeah, the fans behind the, the goal and, uh, and on the page, everything. And then after that in the changing room and on the way back to the, to the Sheffield was, uh, was, was unbelievable. And one last thing from me. Do you think that's your biggest, biggest, not regret, but your biggest shame, your biggest like, oh, the, that, that, the thing that didn't happen, the biggest in your career, the biggest disappointment that we didn't go that, that season, that we didn't beat Hull in the final. Do you think that's the biggest, if you could change anything in your career, it would be that day? Yeah, obviously, yeah, because we are working whole year to get there. And then, uh, and then the last game, you lose. Yeah, so obviously you are disappointing. Be, be fair, this, it happened to me twice because I played uh, the first final uh, with the Watford against the Crystal Palace and we lost that game as well. So, Whose fans were better? Did. Whose fans were better? The Watford fans or the Sheffield Wednesday fans? Also, the Sheffield Wednesday was really great there. I remember that picture when uh, the blue <laughs> and white was on the half of the, half of the stadium yeah. and they were absolutely amazing. And even after the game when everyone has been disappointing and we walk out of the, of the stadium, the people have been still there and obviously they have been I want to say they have been happy, but they have been happy for the whole season. What have we done yeah. for them? And, and obviously it was enjoyable to play the year. And obviously they just said, okay, let's move on. Yeah, we had a great season. We're going to do it next season. Just heads up and uh, have a rest and enjoy your holiday. And we're going to go again next uh, next season. Mm -hmm. what, what was it like, obviously, walking out at Wembley in front of, I forget how many fans there was there, but, you know, 70,000 fans were there. Is that, is that like the, I know you said you played, um, in the, in the playoff final for Watford. Did, did, did that make it a bit easier for you? I mean, I'm guessing some of the players that you played with, that's the first time that they'd played in such a, such a game like that. But obviously for you, we, you know, you said it was like the, you'd, you'd already done it. Just all the blue, white, all the blue, white. Yeah, it was really nice. You, know, you just want to go down and enjoy that, that game. Obviously, you know, this is, the, this is the last game of the season. You can get to the Premier League. Is the big money there as well? Obviously, you play for the <laughs> for the chairman as well. So everyone knew that it was the biggest game, uh, obviously, in the world. So obviously, you are under pressure, but you want to just enjoy your time and and obviously win the game. I think, be be honest. I think we we had the 
we didn't play bad that game. I think we play we play well. We we kept the ball was fine, but we didn't create so many chances. It was like always between the six, always the sixteen yard box and yeah. and another sixteen yard box. We we kept the ball was fine, but we didn't create any any chances that time. So that was the, the that was the the biggest problem. But yeah, absolutely. I mean to be fair, that that goal that Hull scored. To be to be honest, that wins any that wins any game, doesn't it? You know, to, to yeah, you know, yeah, it was a great, it was a great shot. Yeah, so mm. now um, obviously just. Just slightly moving away from football, um, you, you're a massive ice hockey fan, aren't you? And obviously, do you play ice hockey? Is that right? Uh, no, I would like to play ice, but I, I can ice skating. This is quite difficult for me. I can play like the street hockey. You always have just the <laughs> trainers on, and you go with the stick and the I don't know tennis ball or whatever. I can do that, and I'm pretty good. Just, with just that, the punching, but... just the punching people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. no. I love the ice hockey. Be, be, be honest, I have so many friends from the ice hockey and. Uh, even had the time I used to go to watch the, the Steelers or the Steel yeah. Dogs Sheffield Steelers did you watch the Steelers yeah? yeah yeah Steelers and Steel Dogs as well I think they're yeah. like, they play like some league or two leagues below I don't know exactly but yeah I used to yeah. go there and, and watch, uh, watch watch the games it was was quite nice and my missus and the kids they, they loved it as well yeah fantastic um, I mean just just another one obviously in your in your playing career you were uh, you played for for Czech Republic, the international uh, also made the international debut and everything, and, and played. Um, I think you made what twenty two caps so far. Uh, I mean, thirty five. Sorry, Wikipedia is rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, it, I mean, what was it like to get the call up to to play for your national side? Because again, that must be one of your dreams as a as a kid growing up. Uh, yeah, obviously, it was a big dream for me. Uh, I used to play for under twenty one national team. And I remember when I had my debut that uh, I had been with uh, under 21 somewhere at the hotel and uh, just get the phone call, then uh, I should get my stuff and uh, enjoy the first team. So I was quite uh, obviously, obviously happy about the nervous as well, because that time when I joined them, uh, the first team squad was one of the greatest that time. I, I had been playing with Milan Baros. Tomas Rosicki, Peter Czech, uh, Jan yeah. Kolovsky, Ufalushi, so so many, so many big players, obviously the best players in the world as well at the time. So I was obviously quite nervous to join them. But uh, as soon as I walk in, the guys have been uh, nice to me. And obviously I had a chat with them, sat with them at the table, had the coffee, and have a nice, uh, nice uh, conversation. And I make my debut that time when we play against the Belgium away and I played the whole second half and we beat them 2-0, yeah. Yeah, did you play in the Euros as well, Daniel? Yeah, I have been playing yeah, one of did the, you? I didn't of, know that. Yeah, 2016, I have been playing the Euros. I have been in the squad for that uh, that Euro and I have played the last uh, game in the group stage against the Turkey. Before I ask you a few quiz questions, because I've got a few questions for you anyway, Daniel, can I just say, now you're in Sheffield, you're, you're living in Sheffield, yeah? And obviously that's what you call your home now or whatever. Do you, do you ever think when you when you stop playing properly, a year or two, whatever it is, do you want to go into coaching? And can you not see yourself back at Sheffield Wednesday, even if it's defensive coach, like sort of what Lee Bullen does and things like that? Do you think you can see yourself back at Wednesday in a coaching role? Uh, I don't know in what kind of a role but obviously I would like to join them obviously, I would like to go back how you said this is my home now and I will be living there for the rest of my life because I like the Sheffield I like the people around there and I like the, the city so 
uh, as soon as I finish my football career, I would like to do something and I would like to stay at the, in the football. So I don't know in, in which kind of a role, but obviously if, uh, well, if there's going to be any interesting <coughs> from the, from the Sheffield Wednesday side, uh, I would like to join them in any role. Well, that's what I was going to say, mate. Just before I do ask you these questions, people like Lee Bullen, yourself, Glenn Lovins, um, Glenn Lovins, Sam Hutchinson, before he came back. These are these are people now. If you could say to Sheffield Wednesday fans, name ten players you want in the backroom staff, no matter what job it is, you'd be one of them. Like you, how you speak about the club, how when you message me even earlier on the on the podcast when you said, "Yeah, we did this, we did that," you refer to Sheffield Wednesday as we. You don't refer to Watford as we or the club you're at now. You you seem like a Wednesday fan. You talk to me. You want them to win. So. If, is it not getting to the point where instead of Sheffield Wednesday touching you, you have you have contacts, you know Lee Bull and you know people like that, where you sort of give him a message and say, right, I've done my football career now, I want I want to do coaching, can you get me sorted out? So, do you know what I mean? Because that not work? It might be that option as well, but obviously I would like to carry on as long as I can. I would like to be a football player. I don't want to obviously stop uh, right now. So okay. I will be the, I will be the free agent from the, from the summer. So who knows? I might Hello? get the offer from a Sheffield. <laughs> maybe, maybe. We need a left back at the minute if you're still free to play. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, a free agent from, from the summer. So I'm going to expect any I'll get in, I'll, get in, I'll get in touch with Chan Siri. I'll get in okay. touch with Chan Siri, don't worry. So... <laughs> Are you ready? I have five questions. Are you ready for them, Daniel? Yeah, hopefully, yeah. So the first one. In 1837... No, I'm joking, I'm joking. joking. (laughs) (laughs) So so question one, right? When you came to Sheffield Wednesday on loan, 2015, how many games did you play on loan? How many games I played that season? Yeah, on loan. When you came on loan, how many games did you play? I was lucky, I played... Just a guess. I don't know. No, I came after the because I was already seven games played. I think I play. I came after the Millersborough game home, so I played the first game against the Burnley away. So it was a seven already. So I played thirty. Are you are you counting the cups as well? Yeah. And you do FA Cup and playoffs and everything. Yep. What just what would you say? I would say about forty-three. You <laughs> nearly forty. That was, that was really good. That was really good. And you've already ruined my next question because you answered the question about what I was going to say your first game. So that one's done. Right. <laughs> See if you can get this one. So you scored at home in a great goal. Your best goal at Sheffield Wednesday, definitely. When you left-footed into the top left corner just after Christmas. Yeah. And Again, it was both. to make it... And it was to make it... Wolves. So you got that right. So it was against Wolves. Can you remember for a, for a, for a bonus point, what, was, what, what score did that make it? Uh... I think it was three uh, one. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Well done. Right. Well done. So two more. So you've got all three right so far. So number four, Sheffield Wednesday versus Brighton. This is a difficult one as well because when I looked at this, I couldn't believe it was this minute. So when when Ross Wallace scored that goal against Brighton to make it one nil in the semi final, what minute did Ross Ross Wallace score that goal? The first leg, you mean? Yes. Yeah, at Hillsborough. Uh, was the was the I think was the no wait uh, yeah it was the first half first half yeah because uh, we had a goal disallowed first probably yeah. the goal disallowed for offside and then Ross Wallace scored in what minute so about twenty four minutes I'm gonna have a guess at this one See, Listen, let me let me have a guess what 
I, I'm, I'm going to say, say it's probably about 38. Listen, you said 24, you said 38. I thought it was about 27, but it was 45, the 45th minute. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was right on half time. I can't believe it. When I saw it, I was like, what? Yeah, it was right on half time. That. So that's mad. I wouldn't know. So the last question, where will Sheffield Wednesday finish this season? <laughs> They're going to stay in the championship, so above the relegation. 21st, 20th. <laughs> so we're going to stay up, yeah? I <laughs> I don't care as long as they stay in the championship, so no one's going to care if they finish 22nd or 21st or... Mate, I, I'll, at the moment, I'll take I'll take a, a win against Derby in the last game of the season to stay up. That'll that'll do me. Yeah. As long like you said, as long what? as they stay up this season, I don't really care. Well, this is the last. You did, game you of did, the you did well with the questions. Derby is the last yeah. game of the season. Yeah, so that's going to oh be a big God. game. Well, Hopefully, it's not going to end up. Well, the game before that is Forest as well. Oh my God! What is going to be? Forest and then Derby. No, they need yeah. to, they need well to done, get Daniel, uh, out, out of the zone as soon as possible. They cannot wait for the last two games of the season. Otherwise, it's no. too hard to play the last two games exactly. to, to win them. So hopefully they're going to win next couple well, of we'd... games and they're going to be out of the If we'd have beat Millwall, we'd have been out of it if we'd have beat Millwall on goal difference. But you can't win all of them, can you? So... So yeah, Daniel, thank you very much for taking your time out here to uh, to speak to us. We really do appreciate it, uh, and obviously yeah, really everyone, listen, everyone listening, everyone uh, listening, if you uh, if you've enjoyed this episode, then please give us a rating and a review. Um, and yeah, thank you very much, Daniel.